This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Doing all right. And just take note, uh, double demerits apply from midnight tonight until midnight Monday for drink or drug driving, not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. The temporary bedshed text machine is there for you, 0487 736 736, or you can jump on the Scarborough Toyota open line, 13 12 55. Uh, coming back to the grand final shortly, as I said, love to get your thoughts on who you think will win and maybe the margin and the Norm Smith medalist. We'll acknowledge it on the program. All you need to do is get on that uh, Text line 0487-736-736. The Eagles, of course, uh, delisted three players during the course of the week. Jackson Nelson, who played 100 games at uh, West Coast, has gone. And as we know, the others, uh, Hugh Dixon and very much um, who's, uh, Joyce. Tom, Tom Joyce, Tom Joyce yeah. who were basically oh, add-on players during yeah, that COVID were, period. Were, well, no, no, I think they were supplementary selections, weren't they, in yeah. March or so? And then, of course, you had the... The uh, as you say, the COVID COVID uh, back backup list and mm-hmm. the likes of some of the boys that that did play uh, games in helping fill out the likes of a, a Braden Ainsworth and those sorts of guys that have played a game or two. But we, we were sort of suspecting some of these uh, omissions delistings. We've been they? talking about Nelson during the course of the season. Jackson Nelson. Probably time to go, but... He did well to get 100 games. Well, I, he played the last games of the season, so the thing is with... But I'm with saying 100 career games. It's been there eight seasons, Peter. And, and they won a premiership while he's been there. Well, not because... They, no, they, but I'm just saying he was Jackson part Nelson, of he when... He was there in the squad. He was, he was yeah. part of the West Coast Eagles well, when they were at the, at the top of their trade. He and played 13 games in 2022, didn't he? So yeah. that took him up to his 102. Where I thought he might have hung on is... And he's probably a bit of a victim of Adam Simpson's soft approach to all the old blokes. I mean, he's he's 26. He's been there eight years. Oh, someone's got to go. Let's swing the axe, you know. Instead of getting rid of, you know, sort of Jack Redden and guys, even Shannon Hearn, blokes that he should have gone, look, you guys are out. And Jackson, here's your last chance. We'll give you one more year. Mm. I thought Jackson Nelson just may have held on with the job he did in round 22 on Andrew Brayshaw. Now, you would have called it, Peter. And and at halftime, we, we won, I was looking down thinking, is, is Brayshaw still out there? Is he still? <laughs> oh, there he is there. Look at the stat. Ten possessions. And Nelson, I thought, had uh, had tagged him out of the game. He only finished with 22 for the game. And it might have even cost Andrew Brayshaw or Brownlow in the end of it all. But uh, I thought he might have held on Jackson Nelson, but he's gone now. Hugh Dixon was never staying. They, they weren't comfortable with him, even though, again, he played the last couple of games of the season. He played against uh, uh, round 22 and 23, uh, and Gold Coast got three possessions. Round 22, eight possessions against Fremantle, four possessions against Western Sydney. Was that enough to hold your spot? Not really, but mm. he did play the last few games. So, so where's the next move for West Coast now? Well, they've got to... Well, they'll just wait for the trade period now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll try to trade one or two players to get another pick or two, but I... Do you yeah, expect we, any we, surprises in there? Trading? No. Yeah. No, there's no surprises coming from West Coast, Peter, other than Adam Simpson has the full support of the board and the authorities at the club. That's the surprise. The same, the same in charge, the same process, the same program, the same instigators of the program, the same old players. That's the surprise. There's been no move there. Adam Simpson's not moved to make it fresh in his squad. So they have to drop – they'll have to probably delist a player or two in contract. Yeah. And no. then also try to trade. 
one or two others. They're not going to put Jack Darling up for trade. They're not going to put someone up for trade that would actually attract, well, okay, we're in, we're in for Jack Darling. We'll, we'll give you uh, early picks. We'll give you single-figure picks for one or two of these blokes. They're not going to do that because Adam Simpson seems to think that he can bounce straight back into the top eight next year with the same blokes that have failed him all of this year and, and the second half of last year. Mm, so that mm. that's the surprise to me. They haven't moved harder on it. But they've got pick two probably pick three, pick 20, pick 26, another one in the 20s and pick 38. They've just got to get five really good young kids because I don't think they've got a lot to trade unless they put a name up. Is Andrew Gaff going to appeal, attract any kind of a trade? No. Is Darling? No. Not for a million dollars a year next year at the age of 31. So well, you won't see any surprises. What surprises about, is they're just doing the same thing over and over again. And there's no surprises what the Dockers did. They delisted two players that played for Peel Thunder last week and really struggled a bit, Connor Blakely and, and Joel Weston. <laughs> Two players that have told you won't be offered were, another contract. Hadn't they? They, they were told last year well, you won't be offered a contract as soon as we can get you out of the place, and you won't be playing in the meantime. Connor mm. Blakely, I thought he was poor on Sunday. Yeah, I've seen a couple of Peel games. He's been better than he was last week. But saying that, a lot of the AFL listed players were very poor for Peel last week, and they only kicked six goals for the game. Hey, boys, Geelong will smash Sydney by 65 points. Oh. Hawkins four <laughs> goals, Cameron five goals, and Norm Smith goes to. Uh, and a Norm Smith, and a Norm Smith, sorry to Cameron. There yeah, you go. I, That's Jonesy of Medora Bay down there in Hey, Mandra. Jonesy, thank you for, for pointing me towards my notes. The biggest single key, in my opinion, in this grand final is Jonesy's man, Jeremy, Jeremy yeah. Cameron. I, yeah. I, I'm not so sure that Sydney have actually got a direct matchup for Jeremy Cameron. I, I really can't see his flexibility, his running power. I mean, his ability to run up, run back, and it's not just – from inside the the 50-metre arc, Peter, as, say, uh, Tom Hawkins does. This bloke's an athlete. I mean, uh, and he's gotten better and better. He is the key and the link for me to Geelong being the power on the weekend. I don't see who Sydney can actually clamp onto Jeremy Jeremy Cameron. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm suspicious that Tom McCartan will take him when he's close to goal. He's athletic enough to go with him, but... Can he go right up to the wing and then back to the half forward and then across through the centre square? Can he keep coming? No. And then when he's close to goal, who what what what, what danger he presents? Uh, Tom McCartan probably, but I don't know who else can match. Rampy has to stay back deep to goal. He's their goalkeeper. Yeah. Paddy McCartan has to take, I think Paddy McCartan has to take Tom Hawkins. We could keep going through all of these and you sort of think, yeah, there's a bit of a match there. And even some of the other matches, you know, De Koning on Franklin, you know, so that's, this is the Geelong angle now, De Koning on Franklin. He's a 21-year-old playing his 24th game on Saturday against Lance Franklin mm. in his 341st game. Some of the matchups I think are, are stunning and exciting, but I can't find a matchup for Jeremy Cameron, where you think he could probably beat Jeremy Cameron on the day. And that's why I, I, I'm, I'm also uh, thinking with Jonesy from Medora Bay that I, I reckon Jeremy Cameron could be the difference. And he, he, when we get to the end of the program, Peter, I think I'll be saying he's my Norm Smith medal tip. Okay. Uh, Norman Cowell says, Peter and Mr. Hagdorn Haggers, I sent this text to Hazen Mudder, but think it's worth repeating. I agree with the call of inquiries into AFL teams on racism, but I think it should go further than that. What is alleged of Hawthorne to me is 100% workplace discrimination and could have happened to anyone involved with a football club. He just goes on talking about workplace discrimination and after all, um, as I said earlier, uh, and Norm was saying mm, earlier, actually, that looks actually, like... It looks like I identify as an Aboriginal person yeah. 
and believe the whole of the AFL need to. So um, investigate Norm's, across all aspects Norm's of discrimination. Norm's suggesting to us. Well, I didn't realise it. Norm's contacted us before. I didn't realise that yeah. Norm, Norm was a First Nation person. Yeah. But if that's coming from someone of that stature, that's got strength to it. Mm, mm. So I, I, I sense that this this will turn into because work. He said workplace discrimination laws already exist, and discrimination comes in many forms, not just racism. Mm. I identify as an Aboriginal person and mm. believe the whole of the AFL need to be investigated across all aspects of discrimination. As at the end of the day, the clubs and the AFL. Are uh, the employers? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, and look, and I suppose also, the AFL has become. And I think over the last you know decade or so, uh, as I've gotten you know, I suppose in some ways more cynical about how they operate the AFL, things they do, things they cover up time and time again, uh, they've become a bit too political too, and so therefore this this is a massive issue. They've brought some of these upon themselves. The, the AFL and clubs brag about their welfare programs for all their mm. all their players. Mm. And yet a, here, here we see. However, with this one, like a lot of these issues, it's a decade ago, and it, they're not. I don't think they're still happening, as was indicated last night at times. Some of the commentary over the last twenty four hours. Oh, this keeps happening. This these they keep coming up. They keep being disclosed. They're not necessarily still happening. Mm. This happened a decade ago. It's interesting, actually. Uh, I got thinking about a gentleman who I've interviewed a couple of times about his sporting career. was a very good footballer in his day with two WAFL clubs, a very good wingman for East Perth and Perth. And, of course, a, a, an outstanding grade cricketer for Mount Lawley, John Maguire. And I've spoken to John Maguire at length about this, and he still believes to this day. And we know that uh, the Wacker many years ago may have been a very conservative establishment that he reckons the colour of his skin was the reason he didn't play for Western Australia. So, anyway. Uh, John wasn't great off his back foot. <laughs> Did you get him a few times? John wasn't great off his back foot. And that, that is a reason that Did the you, selectors... You would have bowled to him, wouldn't you? Numerous times. Yeah. That is a reason, among others, that John didn't play for Western Australia, that the feeling was... To play first he made class enough runs in great, uh, great uh, no, cricket, I, didn't he? I was getting to that. Yeah. Um, his technique was questionable on bouncy tracks against top quality bowling. Off the back foot, he, he would, he, he could tend to edge the ball to the back quadrant. He was a left hander, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, beautiful yeah. left hander, elegant. Looked like Clive Lloyd or he David was, Gower. Oh, more like Clive Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Big front foot through the covers. Um, McGow was great off his back foot. The thing is with John Maguire, when he retired, he was more than 10,000 whacker first grade runs. Uh, you would think, I think 18 centuries, it wasn't 20, but it was just close to it. You would think with that weight of runs that he deserved a chance at some stage. He was in the state squad in 1977-78, but it was a com- a complicated time because he was one of East Perth's gun footy players mm. and played in their last premiership team yeah. of uh, 78. 78. So it was awkward, but he was in the state squad, so he went close, but there were some reasons why he didn't. And, of course, uh, you could have played a few more Sheffield Shield games if maybe well, DK Lilly or these other guys, Terry, Terry Alderman, weren't around. Um, Haggers Mick, might Mick have Malone, played. Yeah, Malone. You might have played a few more now, Shield games. Let's just stay on for another hour. Apart let's go from the one. <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Uh, Keep uh, sending through your selections. Uh, we're going to discuss the grand final. We're going to give, us, uh, we're going to give you our tips, who's going to win, Norm Smith, all that. And as I said, anyone that takes part in the program will uh, throw out a AFL record to one lucky listener. 0487 736 736.